You're listening to the 9 a.m. Sunday School Class, led by Pastor Greg Voorhees, Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church, Sunday, October 1st, 2023. For more information about SVBC, you can visit their website, svbcfamily.com, or find them on all things social at svbcfamily. Let's start off with prayer, and then we'll, actually, we're going to start our next lesson today. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Father, we just ask that you continue to bless this study and chosen as we look in, in the, the words of Isaiah and we look at the lives of the people that, 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 that followed Christ, Lord, and we just ask that you continue to, to shape us and mold us in the likeness of Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to start out today on page 106. That, that's going to be our kind of our passage in Isaiah that we're that we are looking at and focusing on lesson seven. Isaiah 43, 14 through 15, reading from the book says this, Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even the, uh, the Galatians, in the ships in which they rejoice. I am I am the Lord, your Holy One, Creator of Israel, your King. Next week we'll actually watch the video clip, but we're going to go over, go ahead and go over the 108. Shifting sand. It says we live in an unpredictable world. There are natural disasters, terrorist attacks, car crashes, and cancer. As it turns out, global pandemics. Uh, while there's definitely order in creation, such as math, science, patterns, and logic, there's also chaos and complexity. Well, for goodness sakes, 80% of the ocean on our globe, 80% of the ocean on our globe, and 96% of the visible galaxy beyond remain unexplored. We know even less about our own brain. Yeah, I'm, I'm touching something. Ooh, let me stand up so I don't touch anything back here. We know. We know we have them and that they're amazing. Actually, just, just to think about that for half a second. Let's stop there for half a second. 80% of the ocean. You want to talk about something that's, that's complex and really cool. Do you realize it's just 80% of our ocean and the majority of the earth is covered in, in ocean? <laughs> and, and there's only about 20% of it that we even know anything about. You, you know, you want to talk about... You want to talk to a God of mysteries, you know, and there's things that that, that God's in control of that, that we can't even see. He, you know, as we've gone down deeper and deeper in the trenches, we find like the little fishies that even do their own bioluminance, so they give them their own light, and 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 there's parts of it we will never ever know. I mean, look at this. These explorers, they they go down and just to try to look at the wreckage of the Titanic and. They implode. I mean, we're looking at some pretty, pretty dangerous depths where there's so much pressure where humans just aren't meant to be. But God's there. God knows it. I mean, that, that, that's a. It, it's it's amazing to think that all of these places that that, that that we're so that we're so you know interested in trying to explore. He already knows all the mysteries. He already knows all the stuff. He created all of it. Oh yes. God could cause a volcano and a man would come up from under the water. 
Well, absolutely. And even in America, I mean, we've, we've got so much of the Midwest that's just um, open territory. It's just land. But, but it's just, you know, the coolness of God is just, just mind-boggling. This is 90% of, the visible, 90% of the visible galaxy beyond remaining explored. So, so I mean, it, it, it's God, we saw this, we've read this, I think, even in this passage. I've, I've talked about where, where God knows all of the stars by their names. He, you know, I can't even quite wrap my head even around that. You know, we've we've got these special these special satellites and telescopes now that try to see way 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 far away. But we have no idea how many stars are out there. He knows every single one of them by name. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of mind boggling. And yes, that is the rabbit trail. But the the thing about the ocean and the galaxies just it's just always blowing me away. You know, especially the oceans. That's 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 one of the reasons I love the beach so much. I sit on that I sit on that beach, watch those waves, and there's an entire world out there. I mean, dolphins and sharks and fish and squid and all these things. And, and it's just God knows where, he, I mean, he's just, just orchestrating all of this stuff. Okay, back, back, back to the lesson. We know we have them and they're amazing, but we don't fully grasp their intricacies and, and, potential, and potential or how uh, the connections are made and lost. The truth is that we can't fathom all that God has made and we certainly can't control it. And it freaks us out. We fear life's apparent instability because we strongly desire the opposite. We want, we want stability. We want to know our needs are, are, will be met. Uh, we want to be safe and healthy and know that, we're, that we'll have enough money to make ends meet. We want to feel solid ground beneath their feet. And in episode seven called Invitations, the ground is shifting and, and the tax man whose life has been predictable ordered, clean, and controlled, is struggling to make sense of it. Everything's like sand in a flood. Take heart, Matthew, because all the things we don't know and we can't control point us to the one who does know and can control and is. You, you know, that's, that would have been true for Matthew. You know, this, this guy, even though, even though we, you know, we know he was a traitor, you know, he, he, he was helping Rome collect taxes, you know, he was he was betraying his people, his heritage, and, and everything. He he would have had a lot of money. He would have been, he would have had a lot of stability. I mean, there has to be a reason you're willing to betray your your parents and your friends and everything that you once knew. But when Jesus called him, what was he calling him to? He, you know, I've made I made reference many many times to the fact that in the last three years of Jesus' life, he was basically homeless. <laughs> you, you know, he he was he was. He was traveling around all over, you know, wherever the spirit led him, and and, and did what he was on. But he, he really he didn't have a place that you know, hey, this is my house, this is my home, he, you know. And, and and each time he called one of these people, especially somebody like Matthew, he was calling him into a very unstable, in our minds, situation where he knew he had money before, he knew he had a good job, you know, he knew he had. But when Jesus said, follow me, he was asking him to follow him to all of these places and to do all these things. And he was giving up a life of stability for a life of faith. And you would have had to have had faith to do that. You know, I can't even imagine, you know, you know Jesus walking up to my tax booth and saying, hey, follow me. You know, yeah, leave all that, leave everything behind. Just, just come with me. Like, sure. 
You, you, you know, that, that would have been, that would have been tough. You, you know, so we've talked about a little bit, you know, what, why would he have done that? You know, I don't know if it's, you know, he just felt so overly compelled by the Holy Spirit to do it. You know, that we don't know that, you know, maybe he'd been seeing the miracles and all the different things. And, you know, and he thought, yeah, maybe this is the Messiah. I mean, we, you know, we don't know. But that would have been, that would have been a, a hard thing to do. In question one, it says, while faith and reason are not opposites, expressing faith in God invites us to move beyond our own finite levels of human comprehension and control. Can you describe a time when your experience with God invited you to move beyond your own capacity? Has there ever been a time in your walk with God and your relationship with Christ where he'd taken you to a place that was you know, beyond your abilities to control, or beyond your abilities to even understand, but you, still, but you still worked with him on it? I'll give an easy one. How about salvation? <laughs> you, you, you know, salvation doesn't make sense. You, you know, in the natural, it just doesn't make sense. You know, how giving up, you, you know, is how you win. How surrender is, is how you obtain victory. You, you know, everything about salvation is kind of, is kind of contradictory to what we would consider, you, you know, easy or natural. You know, we want to be in the driver's seat to say, okay, Jesus, you take the driver's seat. You know, so that'd be one thing. Is, it, is, there, is there a particular instance, maybe, you know, where maybe God was calling you to do something and you stepped out and... Then I went and seen... Oh, Phil Robertson? Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. I mean, there, there was the point. The thing is, with decided to die. Absolutely. Even his upbringing as a kid, he had a whole. I mean, it was just. I I don't. It was a very good movie. It, it's a story of. Wow. It's awesome. Physically. 
Absolutely. In the thing with Phil Robertson, I always thought was kind of amazing is he was, and I'm not exactly, I don't know enough about his story to know how all this played in. You probably know more after watching the movie. But he was a very skilled quarterback. In, in fact, if I, rec if I recall, I'm trying to think, I think it was, was it Archie Manning that he played with? Terry Bradshaw. Yes. And with the thing with Terry Bradshaw, I couldn't remember who it was. I remember, I remember watching somebody talk about this. It would have been Terry Bradshaw saying that when I played with Phil Robertson, he was a way better quarterback than I was. <laughs> you know? but, but but he just he he lived life a different way, and he just he just kind of he you know so. You know, God, God, God had been in control of his life there, even even before he, you know, surrendered. Because I can't even I can't even imagine being kind of at the top of your game, and and, and you, you saw the you saw everything that Terry Bradshaw did. But if he would have been better than him, you know, you know, to give that up, you know, and, and but, you know, God, God was clearly, God was clearly, you know, working, you know. In, in his life, and look where he is now. You know, he's 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 talks to people about God. I mean, on a, on a on a national, if not world, platform. You know, but he's still got to do everything that he enjoys doing. He's still hunting. He made his millions by making duck calls. <laughs> you know, but it's just. Absolutely. Unashamed. Unashamed. Very good. Is, is uh, well, if we talk about some of the kind of the larger, uh, more well-known people. I mean, you know, you look at, you you look at a. Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm having a brain fart about this. The. the uh, He's he's like my favorite preacher. He died a few years ago. <laughs> no, the just as I am guy. The, he, he, yeah, Billy Graham. Who? Graham. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Uh, Billy Graham. You know, would have had to. You know, he 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 chose to go a direction. You know where it wouldn't that it might not have been a popular one, but it might not have been, and even and he lived the life. I mean, there was times that that the world was trying to shower him with with, with attention and his wife with stuff, and they're like, no, 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 this isn't. We're not going to live this way. He, you know, we're going to honor God. And Ruth, he, you know, one time somebody gave her what was it, a fur coat, and she's like, you know, no, he, you know, and I think if, if I recall the story correctly, she actually sold it. 
and, and gave them money to to poor people. He, he, you know, so there there are people who there are people who follow God and, and, and make decisions that might not even necessarily make sense in the natural. But but, but look what God does with these folks. Yeah, no, that's 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 huge. I mean, he could have been rich. I mean, rich, rich. <laughs> you know, but it's. Could you imagine what it'd been like to have been traveling with Billy Graham for for all those years? I, I mean, to watch. I, I mean, my mom came to faith at a Billy Graham crusade. You know, so it's. I, I mean, I've talked to many people who came to faith. Billy Graham Crusades. Uh, I mean, it just um, so, so he has impacted you know the world in an, inc- in an incredible way with Christ. You know, Christ just used that man in a crazy way. But even on a more personal level, have you have you ever have you ever gone to like the, maybe a mission trip, or you felt God was calling you out of something into something? You've ever done anything like that where it didn't necessarily make sense to? I know God's done that a lot in in our lives. I mean, the first church I ever pastored, you know, we left Bethel, a church that we loved and were very connected with, and went and and and, and led a very small country church, you know, and it was nothing like us. It, it, it's it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense, but 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 God honored it. I mean, it's the church is still there, in the in uh, um, that. <laughs> That that church, actually, I just found out the other day that one of the guys that was in that church passed. It was, it was really kind of upsetting. But that 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 church, it, it would not have made sense at all because we Bethel was a big church. This is Bethel Assembly in, in in Martinsburg, and they had the big they had the big men's ministry, the big women's ministry, they had the big everything. I mean, they 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 had the big missions conferences. You know, they had. So when we went there, this is a rabbit rabbit trail story, but it's just funny to show that you know sometimes you, it's amazing, it's funny where God calls you. We tried to bring that to this little church, <laughs> you know, and we had a Fourth of July picnic, and man, we 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 had the we we had the um, we had the the picnic tables out, and we had the red, white, and blue, you, you know, tablecloths and the centerpieces, all the stuff we you know did at Bethel. And then, the, as they started rolling in, they started backing their pickup trucks up to the uh, up to the to the uh, picnic tables and dropping the tailgates. And they're they're not even using that stuff. They're sitting there eating their food on the back of their tailgates. You know, it was, it was a country church. <laughs> you know, it was, but but you know that would not have made sense. God, why would why would you take us from there and bring us here? But God God honored us, and He, and he honored and, and he, he He did some pretty cool things and made some really good. Really good friends there. Anybody else before we move on the context? God put it on my heart to pray for her every day. What? Why did you pray for 
My brother tried that and he rejected it. And but anyway, and I'm praying for her every day. Just taking everything in me to do it, but I know God wants me to do it. And in my heart I have forgiven her. But I will like again, I will never have a relationship with her. I wouldn't want to have my kids But I am doing what God wants me to do. Which, which brings up a good point, something that God calls you to do something that just doesn't make sense. The, uh, I, I do want to kind of throw this, this thing out here. You know, if, if God has absolutely called us to pray for our enemies and, and you know, to, to love on those that don't love us, does it mean... For us, when we forgive somebody, or does it mean that, that if we pray for somebody, does it mean that we have to go back around them? Because there's, I've heard preachers and teachers say, well, to forgive somebody, it's like it, it never, ever happened, and you can just re- you know, go back to the things were. It, it, is, yes, Absolutely. And you shouldn't. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. It's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Forgive. You never forget. I mean, you're just saying that you're ignorant. That person is, you can't get it out. You know in your heart, you're at 
Mm-hmm. And it's up to that person to assess, reject, talk to them. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, I think it's just a part of, my part of being a Christian is kind of, kind of face I never will speak to you. Oh, absolutely. And you hear a family that somebody gets saved and they just own them from the minister. It's not that uncommon. They literally become dead to them. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, I think we just everything we say and do. We, we want to watch what we say, but we don't always say it in a way that how people think it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a person, you've got to be able to. Right. I don't know what Jesus wrote in the sand, but I know he did. Yeah, absolutely. But but I think this this command to forgive and, and to you know pray for those that, that are against you. This is it's very scriptural. I mean that's that's straight from Jesus. But and this is how it kind of fits into this, you know, trusting, trusting God uh, in, in times where, you know, you don't have the control of, of what's, what happened. You don't have the control of the relationship, but you, you still choose to forgive. The, the, thing that, the thing that I was just kind of addressed has nothing to do with this because I've heard it time and time again that if you forgive somebody... It's just like things should like almost be reset and go back to the way they were, and I don't think that's realistic. You know, it's can you forgive somebody, but still in a protective way, just not be around them anymore? Yeah, I think it is wisdom that if you stick your hand in a fire and you get burned, you don't stick your hand back in the fire. <laughs> you know, the, you, you may forgive the person that started the fire, but it doesn't mean you're going to stick the fire, your hand back in the fire. So sometimes, even though we have forgiven somebody or even pray for them, it, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily wisdom to try to go back to the thing that hurt you. You, you know, that's, that, that's uh, Toby Mack is putting on, on his Facebook, puts a lot of things out about this, you know, don't, don't run back to the thing that you prayed your way out of, you know, don't, don't run back to the thing that hurt you, you know. You, you know what, but, but when these things have happened in their lives and their relationships, and they're 
clearly out of our control. Um, we do have to trust Jesus to do to, to do what He says to do. We need we need to, and I'll be honest. Forgiveness is probably one of the hardest things in the world for me to do. That's that's my that's my thing. <laughs> you, you, you know. Of, of anything that I would say, I could mark up there and say, hey, this is a hang-up. When somebody has injured me, it is very, very difficult for me to to forgive. You, you know, and that that's... But we have to, we have to be obedient. Even when, in, even when in the natural, it doesn't make sense, or even... In the natural, you know, even in the a part of maybe even the control is wanting to hold on to that unforgiveness, wanting to hold on to that, you know, grrr. You know, sometimes that grrr is it becomes a comfortable place for us. It becomes that, you know, just the thing that we're familiar with, that place that, but but sometimes, not sometimes, all the times, Jesus tells us to let go of the grrr. And to forgive, he he doesn't say go back and and, and to be injured again. <laughs> he doesn't say go back and be burnt again. I can give you a good example of that. I had a good friend, Charlene, now deceased, bringing in my house. You know? mm-hmm. And one day I laid my keys on the dining room table. I stayed on that set of keys. I entered the room again, and they were gone. And well. I said, "Where are my keys?" She called me and said, can we be friends again? Can I come over? I said, I'm sorry. I cannot let you in my house. So there are times you say, I forgive you. You have to part company. I believe that. If, if you've ever had, um, if you ever had people with addictions in, in, your, in your life, uh, I mean, it's, you have to, you have to adapt almost a lifestyle of forgive, <laughs> forgiveness because you, you know I know I, I know her one her one daughter I mean it's just she, an addict an addict looks at you in, in a way of what can I get out of you and to be honest the it, it's not even it, it. It changes their whole mentality. It changes their whole thought process, the way that they think, and, and the and, and you have to be able to forgive. You know these things. I, I, the, the one like I'll never, I'll never forget. I mean, she calls the house, 
and 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 tells Sue that that they're that they're stuck in Baltimore and they have no money. They're going to have to live on the sleep on the street and had Sue all upset and and, and I was upset. We didn't have money to wire them. Well, then to come to find out, we found out months later. Oh, they had a hotel room, but they wanted one with a with a whirlpool. So they wanted us to send them money. They would have used the money for drugs anyway. So you have to, if you've ever had to deal with that in your family or your friendships, I'm, I mean, it's you have to learn. You have to learn to forgive freely, <laughs> because if not, it's it's going to eat you up. You, you know, I mean, I mean, this was this particularly when it's in your family. I mean. Uh, I mean, she's she's she was always teased about her being my favorite. You know, she was one of my babies. But the uh, you know, it's but do I do we really have a relationship with her? We really don't right now. You know, because it's it, it it's you know, can we forgive her? We we, we absolutely can. You know, does does it mean that we run right back into that situation? It, it, it doesn't mean that. But but forgiving sometimes again it's 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 releasing control it's 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 opening up to to let Christ do His work even when when it, it just doesn't make sense it's giving giving Him the control over your life and the things that you do you know it, it it's so, so anytime that you've anytime that you've forgiven somebody in, in accordance to to the the commands of Christ. And, and you didn't want to, or it just didn't make sense. Then you were, then you were, you, you were inviting God to do something in your life that was beyond your capacity. You know, like in this, in, like in this question, because sometimes even these things like you know forgiveness or going to a different church or, or or you know whatever these things that we've talked about, you know, it, it, it's. You really have to to let go and let God. There, there's a there's there's an old cliche thing from church: let go and let God. But there's a lot of truth in it. It is, and that would absolutely beyond have to be beyond your capacity and your humanness to be able to do that. Well, 
Well, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to the stories like that, your Corey Tamboon stories. I, I mean, I you know I, I can't. Sometimes I just can't wrap my head around them. I, I mean, they're doing what God God instructed them to do, and they were doing the right thing. But you know, sometimes you know there's still enough flesh here. <laughs> there's a lot of flesh here. There's still enough flesh here that sometimes I, you know when people do these really wild things like that. You know the way they're supposed to. It's just like, how in the world did you do that? You, you know, I, I can't even. I, you know, those those are people. I, I saw a video recently of a. I think the, the the police officer was killed a couple years ago, but it, at at his funeral, I mean, his daughter was just like, I, I just hope the guy that killed my daddy some sometime comes to know Jesus. And I'm like, you're standing in front of your daddy's casket. He was a cop, and he got killed by this dirt ball, and and and, he, and you're doing saying that I hope this I hope the guy that did this comes to know Jesus. I'm like, man, it must be nice to you know be. I can't even. Ooh. I mean, she she this kid blew me away. She was like a teenager. I mean, she was a child, but her faith just 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 blew me away. You know how how in the world? But yeah, sometimes God calls us to do these things that you know way beyond our own capacity to do ourselves. Before we read the uh, the Old Testament context, then we'll we'll kind of leave it there, and we'll watch our video next week. Uh, the Galatians, it, it says down here in this little teal thing, it, it's it's they're they're the Babylonians. I mean, it was just kind of kind of the way they described it. They they were it was just kind of a slang term for them. Like it gives you know people from Indiana or Hoosiers or people from Nebraska or corn huskers. You know, so whenever you hear the you know the, the whenever you hear that you're, you're talking about the Babylonians. In the Old Testament context, though Isaiah God invited the ancient Israelites to live lives of faith, but they refused. So in 722 BC, the northern kingdom, also known as Israel or Ephraim, was conquered and carried into exile by Assyria. God mercifully spared the southern kingdom, also known as Judah, but warned that if they continued rebelling against him, it would result in a similar fate. It, and, and interestingly enough, about the northern kingdom, every single one of the kings, if you look at the, the list of kings of the northern and southern kingdoms, every single one of the northern kings, according to the Bible, did evil in the sight of the Lord. So, so none of the northern kings, you know, ever got it right. So, so I, I guarantee you that there's a direct result why they were taken first. Not, not to mention, um, they they actually rebelled against the, the house of David. The house of David was the southern was the southern kingdom. Um, but of course, they perished in their in their sinful ways, and God made good on what He said. Uh, the rising world power known as Babylonia, whose capital city was Babylon, and whose citizens were sometimes called the Galatians, eventually conquered the southern kingdom and carried the Israelites away from their homeland in waves of, of, of deportations. Uh, the sequence came a century or so after the initial warning from, uh, from Isaiah, but included God's promise to rescue them back. And now we're all caught up because the message delivered in Isaiah 43, 14 through 15 
is super specific. The Galatians would conquer God's people and then become fugitives themselves. The Babylonians' sense of security came from their great success in commercial shipping, the ships in which they rejoiced. But they were powerless against the creator of the seas. Uh, let's just read this last little thing in Teal and then we'll pray. And we'll go get food. Go get donuts. Uh, Isaiah 13, 1 through... Uh, Isaiah 13, 1 through 14, and then 23, is also about God's judgment on Babylon, the Babylonia and rescuing his people from them. Isaiah 47 is about the Babylonian slash Galatian humiliation uh, that's, that resulted from their pride, self-confidence, and, and unmerciful wickedness. See also Jeremiah 50 through 51. Now this thing with the, the Babylonians and... and you know, you know, we. Do you remember who the kind of the king of the Babylonians were? He's a real popular name in in, in the Bible. We, we read a lot about him. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. God. We we see a lot of God's dealings directly with Nebuchadnezzar. I, I mean, right down to you know making him like a crazy you know, dog for a long time where he's eating grass and everything else and then restored him. And, you know, so God God had a lot of dealings with Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. The, but even this whole thing leading up to the exile, um, we're going to talk about authorities in, in, during the sermon today about the people who are in authority are actually on God's payroll. You know, so it's kind of so even even the Assyrians who took the northern kingdom were well known for their viciousness. I mean, they were. That's the whole thing we I've talked about in the past, and and, and you know, in in Psalms where it says, you know, blessed is the person that dashes the children on the rocks. You know, that was a that was a call for biblical for for, for justice because. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, kind of thing, and that's what the Assyrians did. If they conquered you, they would snap, smash your babies in front of you on the rocks, just just to destroy your spirit. But but God is even when pe- people do those type things, God still has ultimate control over the ultimate destiny of, of, of these of these nations, and even these horrible people, you know, God can even use them to, you know, for His own purposes. You know, and that's and, and that's one of the crazy things about being God. You know, how do you work this stuff out? You know, how do you how how do you make all this come together and work for those for the good for those who love Jesus? And, and He does all the time. But just just very quick a historical note. You, you know, the the Assyrians came and took the northern kingdom. You know, when when did we when did we see? Um, when do we see God dealing with the Assyrians and His people? It's the Book of Jonah. You know, think you know, think about this. It was the Assyrians. Uh, Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria. You know, so we we see how God was even dealing with the Assyrians. You know, even before the exile. I mean, He He was even giving them a chance. You know, He told Jonah go go cry out against the city and and. and, and and they he did, and after the whole fish thing, and and they they repented, and things went different. But we see that they obviously took a, a a real hard left turn again, you know, because now they're 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 conquering, you know, the northern kingdom. 
So then Babylon eventually comes in and takes the southern kingdom. So then Babylon takes over Assyria. So when, he, when Babylon took over Assyria, then they end up having the entire nation of Israel under them. That's kind of how, that's, that's kind of, you know, how all that went down. So, so then later we see the, the Persians came along and then took over the Babylonians. And then that's when we see, that's when Nehemiah comes in. You know, and, that's, and then Nehemiah finds favor with the Persian kings. And, and, and that's how God uses the Persians to, you know, to, to help bring them back to Israel. You know, so God, God causes the rises and falls of nations to even accomplish his purposes. You know, if you would have looked at if you would look at how tough the Assyrians were, you would figure the Babylonians would never be able to take them. And then once you saw, well, the, the, the Babylonians are really tough. You know, how, how in the world are the Persians ever going, you know, to take them? But, but they did. And so, so and, and interestingly enough, and this would be my last historical note. This might not even be interesting to you at all, but it's I think it's fascinating. The the whole thing with Assyria and Babylon. The, the way that they handled conquered people was they would scatter them. They would only take parts of them and they would scatter them. And that's and how does that play into Jesus' time? It was the Assyrians who took out God's people and put in um, foreigners into the land who then the, the, the Jews that were left and the foreigners that were left, they, they intermingled and guess what they became? The Samaritans. You know, so do you see how all this, all how even with all these things that were going on with these nations, how how God was just kind of just orchestrating, bringing this thing back together, regardless of of how evil these people were. He was he was still accomplishing his purposes. He you know even in in these hard times, and then they would scatter people. The Persians, on the other hand, the, the way they dealt with conquered people is, is they tried to give them some of what they wanted. So, you know, when, when, when it came to the Persian king talking to Nehemiah, or I should say Nehemiah talking to the Persian king, it would have been kind of the way they handled things. Okay, part of obtaining cooperation and, and, and in honor of every relationship, it would have been likely for him to have. But God had to have put the Persians you know, in, in a in a position to be to conquer these 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 tough Babylonians to be able to make that happen so that his people could come back. He, you know, the looking forward and you know Caesar Augustus and his and, and his census. You, you know, it took it took the guy who 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 called him made the the Roman Senate rename him Augustus, which meant exalted one. He, you know, to have a census because he wanted to be able to see how powerful he was to to bring Mary and Joseph back to Bethlehem. You, you, you know, so God, God, God's in control. Uh, I mean, He's in control of history. You know, if, if if you really look at the nuts and bolts in history and how it worked together, God is in control. He really, really is. You know, so it's 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 just something to think about. All right, let's pray, and you can go get coffee. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you. We thank you that you actually call us to hard things, to tough things, things that are beyond our own abilities, our own capacities, things like, like to forgive or, 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 or to move when you say move or to go when you say go or, or, or just, just even just surrendering control over you, God. It's, that's a tough thing. But thank you for giving us the strength to do these things and, and, and to honor you. And, and thank you for giving us a, a higher way of living, a, a way that's higher than our own 
Because just like you've said in your word, your ways are higher than our ways. We thank you that you instruct us in how to walk in these higher ways. God, we ask that you just continue to, to, to educate us and strengthen us, you know, build us up so that we can, can be lights of the world. And, and God, make us more and more like Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.